The question is this. How are bikini pros of the IFBB, like us, who train, diet, manage a family, kids, full-time job, relationships, trying to succeed in our fitness journey, make it through the day, get it all done, master the stage, and still walk away humble and healthier than when we started? Finding ways to inspire others everywhere we go. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Cheryl Spangler, and welcome to Pro Bikini Insider, Secrets of the Fit Life. Hey, Bikini Pros, and anyone who wants to hear me ramble about nutrition, because this podcast is going to be a little all over the place, but it is ultimately titled Keto Diet Part 2. And I want to say first that I am not a nutritionist, and I am do not have a degree in pharmaceutical products, and I am not a doctor, but I am a OCD investigative researcher to find out why I'm doing what I'm doing and what it's doing to my body. And many of you who are listening, you may or may not have watched or listened to my YouTube video or podcast about diabetes in my family and how I'm literally almost the only one in the family who does not have it. My brother was diagnosed at age 39 which, with diabetes type 1, which is basically where you require insulin in order to process the carbohydrates and sugars in your body. And we found out at age 39 that there's something called the honeymoon, the honeymoon season where you could be predisposed to type 1 diabetes, which typically you get up until age like 20. But if you don't get it up until age 20, you think, oh, I'm in the clear. But actually... You, you could be in a honeymoon phase where the type 1 diabetes doesn't come on and, and show up until up to age 40, according to the doctors. So my brother got diagnosed uh, about two years ago, and we were like, what the heck? Like, now he has to take insulin? So, of course, I'm hyper aware of anything related to diabetes, blood sugar. Like, I have literally researched this since my sister passed away when I was age 20. Uh, six, my sister, who was 27 and a half, passed away from ketoacidosis, which is the extreme high levels of, of having carbs in the body and, and ketones. And it's the body's inability to have insulin because she had not given her shots that day, herself shots that day. We don't know why. Or to have insulin either created by the body or being given to the body to process the sugars and the carbs that you're taking in in the body. And therefore, she went, her blood sugar went through the roof and she went into ketoacidosis. Like they took her insulin levels in her eye when they found her on the side of the road in her car at a rest area on I-95 in Virginia, where she actually passed away on her way home from work. She pulled off into this, um, she pulled off into this, you know, like the, whatever, the commuter area, just the rest stop. And that's, and she like just fell asleep because that's what happens. You know how when you go on Thanksgiving and you just eat so much carbs and sugar, like even the sweet potatoes, which have brown sugars on top. And then you got like all the, the pumpkin pie and apple pie and the chocolate pie and whatever, coconut pie. And you're just eating lots of sugar and lots of carbs and bread and, you know, bread and butter and, and a lot of protein and carbs, and sugar, so your body just, you know how you just fall asleep? 
<laughs> and that's kind of what happens when you go into the ketoacidosis, which is you're not giving yourself insulin, your body's not producing insulin, and you're eating carbs and sugar. Your body has overload of all of it, and basically you die. That's the diabetic ketoacidosis. And so since that happened, we went into, I'm not going to lie, our family went into like denial mode. And it was just like, what the hell just happened? You know, why weren't we all on top of this more? Why didn't we do research more? Why didn't we become more aware of this? And then it was like, well, you can do that all you want, but all you're going to do is piss your family member off because you're sitting there not with diabetes telling them what to eat. And you shouldn't be eating that chocolate or, you you know, we should do this or you're caring for someone else and worried about them and their body. And you know how much that pisses you off? I mean, even competitors, us bikini competitors, we go on stage and we deprive ourselves for all these months. And then we go out to dinner and people are so used to us not eating sugar and desserts and stuff that they've literally complained about for all those months because you're not eating it. Now you start eating it in abundance sometimes. And they're like, whoa, should you be eating that? And you're just like the evil eye, like you literally kill them with your eyes, stab them. <laughs> and you're just like knives start coming out of your hands and you're like, ah! because you don't want to be told what to do. And that's the same with my sister, Christy. She didn't want to be told. God, I remember. Anyway, this is like, so my brother gets it at 39. My sister died of it at 27. And my mom gets, uh, my mom gets type 2 diabetes when she's in her 50s. And type 2 is basically, it's it's the same thing. Your insulin production in your body is reduced. Why is your insulin production in your body reduced? That's something they're constantly coming up with theories for. But there are some scientific reasons on why your insulin is reduced. And I'm getting to this, what I call, what I, not what I call, but what is now being called type 3 diabetes, which I think everyone in the world needs to be hyper aware of which I have now just like gone insanely researching and it started by trying the keto diet. So type two, my mom gets in age in her fifties because she constantly always struggled with weight. She really did. I mean, even from age like 13, she was a little overweight child. I don't know why. And maybe it was just her mom didn't have a lot of money and they were kind of poor. And so they, they bought food that was cheap and cheap food sometimes is bad food. And I don't say I don't want to label something bad, but it was more like high fat, high sugar foods, donuts. I think she worked at a donut shop as soon as she could get old enough. And it was just like things, you know. So she gets type 2 diabetes and is told that her insulin production has is reduced and she needs to go on a low carb diet because obviously with lack of insulin, her body is not able to take the low amount of insulin, is not able to metabolize the sugar and the carb because carb turns to sugar and the abundance of carbs is just not being metabolized. And so what are they doing? It's storing it as fat. And so what is happening now? So anyway, low, low carb diet is good. But what I never really thought about, and definitely the baby boomers are not thinking about this, like anyone over, over the age of 55. And I say that right now because Guess what bodybuilders are not all 20 years old, okay? We are 30, 40, 50, 60, shit, that they're like increasing the age categories on bodybuilder men and women 
I mean, Masters Division is huge. They're coming up with Masters Championships. There's adding Master 40 and up and 45 and up to tons of, you know, competitions. I have BB Pro competitions 40 and up increased last year and this year. So the point, there is something called type 3 diabetes. I never hear anyone talk about. And that is the the early onset of cognitive functioning disorder. Otherwise known, the early onset of Alzheimer's, the early onset of constant brain fog, the early onset of you not remembering things and not being sharp and your brain basically degenerating. But so when I went on the keto diet, I really didn't understand because I've always been afraid. Oh, my point about the baby boomers is that they grew up with the low saturated fat mentality and don't eat a lot of fat, low fat. Of course, I I know that I was super sensitive of fat when I was growing up. My mom was always struggling with weight. She was bouncing in and out of Weight Watchers, which was, by the way, the only way she ever truly lost weight. And she's currently losing weight on Weight Watchers. But we were always cognitive of, of fat. Now, did I always listen? No. I mean, I still ate fat stuff. Like, you know, my parents would go get stuff and then four kids, we'd like eat that stuff like crazy. So the baby boomer raises, they raise their kids, you know, like conscious of fat. And then there's the media and then everything's like low fat. And even I buy creamer that's no fat, like everything. I'm conscious of fat. So when I went on the keto diet, it was my way of just going opposite of everything that I've ever known. I struggled so bad. My daughter and I both went on it. Guess what? She has lost now 10 pounds in 16 days and I have still only lost five. And now I'm not on it strict as of today because I like where I'm at right now. But I, I've decided I'm going to change what I'm doing from today on in a different way because I always like to push the envelope and learn from everything I try. But I'm going to tell you why she lost 10 and I lost only five because she followed the keto diet without judgment. And the keto diet states that you need to eat primarily large amounts of fat. Now, the majority of this fat does not need to come from you adding cheese and butter to everything you eat. You have to eat some nuts and you eat fatty meat like steak, like like uh, New York strip steak, you know, and you don't go with the filet mignon. You're not your goal is not to go lean on all your meat. You eat, you know, some chicken. You eat bacon. Bacon is not bad, people. She ate these. She made these cream cheese bombs, the little cream cheese, coconut oil and I don't know, something else. And then she bought a container of coconut oil. She cooks all her food in coconut oil, like vegetables, which we were doing on and off anyway, but I always have canola and coconut oil. So I don't know. My number one choice is always to go to like the canola oil. And so she ate enough fat to where her body and her protein was fairly low. She was eating like 200 grams of fat and like kept her protein at 70 which we all know that is simply two meals of either one salmon meal and one chicken meal. Cause you know that a salmon meal, a beef meal and a chicken meal all have like around 22 to 27 grams of protein 
And as bodybuilders, we're used to eating that three to four times a day, which is three, six, nine, twelve, 120 grams. You're only supposed to keep your protein on a keto diet around 70 to 100 protein a day, which means chill on the protein. Okay, when you're not prepping for a show, you do not need to overdose on protein. If you are overdosing on protein, meaning you're taking in more than 100 grams a day or 150 grams. Shit, I was eating like 200, 200, 200 grams plus, probably about 200 grams a day when I was competing. If you're doing that, then protein is being processed by your liver and your liver is not able to do it. And so it basically degrades your liver. And so then I would recommend going and getting milk thistle because milk thistle is a natural way to help your liver process the protein. So she lost more weight because she followed the high fat, a combination of good fat and sometimes what we call bad fat, high fat food and primarily, and then she had moderate protein and she kept her carbs at around 20 or less in a day. And basically her, you know, she's just burning the fat off. So me, I have such a mental struggle with high fat. I couldn't, I did eat, I did eat for one week, a lot of bacon, meaning I ate it every day. And that's when I lost my weight. And then I just stopped losing because I had this mental thing with eating high fat foods. So then I started like really, really bothered me. So I started looking into it and just Google, 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 which always isn't good. But I started downloading these medical documents and kind of researching books and then who wrote the book and everything started coming together and it was like, holy crap, I got to share this. And so here it is. This early onset of brain fog, of cognitive functioning degradation, this people getting Alzheimer's, this inability to remember things and be sharp in society and like, you know, just learn. My dad is a huge proponent of Dr. Gundry. And so Dr. Gundry is like this guy, this doctor, who has redesigned the food pyramid. And this is his claim to fame. Like he's got this book out and all these, and a couple products, three products, probably more now. And my dad takes every single one of them. And I always thought like this Dr. Gundry is like a cult leader. <laughs> this guy has these seniors following him like downloading his app and following his diet and like buying his stuff. It's unbelievable. It's $300 a month for these products called uh, Vital Reds and, you know, ketones. And so really, Dr. Oz years ago was like, get, get raspberry ketones. But I don't think anyone really knew what that meant. I don't think anyone really knew what that meant. So here's the thing. Your body can produce nor low, normal, or high levels of insulin. And depending on the amount of insulin that your body naturally produces, you're going to metabolize the fat you eat, which is glucose, and the sugar you eat, which is carbs, properly. Distribute it to your cells and give you energy. When you're on a low-carb diet, which is the keto diet, which is keto diet is extreme because you're on such low-carb, you're practically no-carb. But there is truly no no-carb diet because you're still getting carbs from nuts, uh, you're still getting carbs from vegetables, and you're still getting carbs from dairy. I recommend cutting dairy out of your life altogether. But, and I'll tell you why in a minute, why I think that. And so you, your body can have all these levels of insulin, and they're going to process sugar and 
and create naturally, create ketones from number one, protein, and from number two, fat. So when you eat fatty foods and you have a low carb diet, you're basically, uh, body is creating ketones naturally. And these ketones feed the cells in your body what they need instead of eating a bunch of carbohydrates, which creates a lot of glucose and your body needs the glucose for energy. And so when there's no carbs, it basically uses the ketones produced by the fat you eat for energy. So you're either getting energy from protein synthesis, uh, fat into ketones, so energy from ketones, or energy from the carbohydrate themselves, which is the glucose. Carbohydrate is, you know, turns to sugar and creates glucose, and you get energy from that. Or when you have no carbs, you're getting energy from the ketones, which are produced by you eating fat and also uh, the fat, the uh, process of burning fat off your body creates more ketones. So your body naturally creating ketones is the best thing ever. And to do that, you have to eat a low-carb diet so that your body does produce more ketones. And so your body having insulin and the processing of glucose and the processing of protein is separate from your brain, your brain's level of insulin. So there is a book out called The Alzheimer's Antidote. And only reason I found it is because this uh, Dr. Um, Gerber, I think, she is a proponent of the ketogenic diet as a as a way to literally, she doesn't say cure, but significantly reverse or improve uh, Alzheimer's. So significantly increase the cognitive function in your brain. So let's just forget the body for a minute. Your body's production and, meta- and metabolic processing of insulin and sugar and protein is separate from your brain's amount of insulin. So your brain is basically could be low, could, could have a low amount of insulin production, could have a low amount of insulin. Well, your body's doing all it needs to do and you don't have any problems. So let's just say you don't have diabetes. You know, your body has, is, is naturally making insulin and basically breaking down the sugar and protein and metabolizing glucose into your cells in your body. Fine. But your brain, for some reason, has low levels of insulin. And this is the predisposition of someone who might end up with Alzheimer's is that your brain, unlike your body, is, and the only way to find this out is to do a PET scan, evidently. Uh, your brain has a low amount of insulin. So what does that mean? It means that when you eat fat um, and glucose comes to your brain, glucose either coming from carbs or glucose coming from fat, comes up to your brain, your your low level of insulin is not able to take that glucose and metabolize it and give it to the cells to connect the neurons properly to have proper brain function. So the glucose intake is basically not happening. And they're trying to determine 
is the glucose just not getting to the brain? Or is the glucose getting to the brain and just not being metabolized into the cells? But either way, your cells are dying. The cells that basically make you smart and keep you sharp are dying. Well, so then they realized that the cells are actually not dead. They're just, they're just hiding, hibernating or not active. They're not being used. You're developing predisposition to brain fog and Alzheimer's and you're not sharp anymore and you're forgetting things and you're just like, what the heck? Well, your brain's insulin is so small amount that it's not processing the glucose that's coming to it. So glucose is coming either from carbs or from fat. And so they have medically determined that when you are on a ketogenic diet, you have a low carb intake. Now, first, let me define low carb. Low carb intake is you eating 100 grams of carbs or less, but on a true strict ketogenic diet, it's 120 grams of carbs or less. So you don't have to go crazy. Okay, just low carb diet. When you're on a low carb or very strict low carb diet, your body naturally then doesn't have any carbs. And hey, to feed don't the body forget, energy. Connect so with me it on Instagram. Ketones, Cheryl Spanger a massive amounts fit. of ketones. And say hi. Which is why you lose weight. Because it basically burns off the fat in your body and it creates all this energy. And so what the ketones do, it creates massive amounts of ketones, right? You're eating a low-carb diet. The ketones actually are proven, scientifically proven, to go into the brain. And whether you have low amounts of insulin or whether you have trouble processing glucose in your brain or not, ketones get into the cells and wake them up and they get them charged, and they make them work because they get in, right? So these cells aren't dead. They're literally just not functioning because they're just like, I don't have a, I don't, glucose is not getting to me, so I'm just going to lay here because I'm tired of trying. And the ketones, this flood of ketones with this keto diet from the body comes up into the body, comes up into the brain, and basically floods these cells, and whether you have enough insulin to process glucose or not in the brain, the ketones get into the cells, they wake them up, and they make them fire neurons, connect neurons, and it, and it improves your cognitive functioning. So it doesn't mean that when you go on keto diet, when I eat a bunch of fat, like my mom's so funny. She's like, we were talking one day about how much fat we're eating and I'm just like having such trouble with it. In the reality, I'm not eating that much fat. It's just that literally we're taught as bikini pros, like, you know, limit the nuts and limit the nut butter, which I would agree with. Go with nuts, not nut butter. Limit nut butter and reduce fat. Blah. But anyway, we're talking one day and she's like, well, then maybe that's why I'm so smart. I eat a lot of fat. You know, I have a lot of fat in my brain. But the thing is, it doesn't mean eat a lot of fat and your brain gets energy. No. When you eat proper amount, a larger amount of fat and low carb, your body creates and makes massive amounts of ketones. And they've determined that the ketones actually will get in and fuel, because ketones are energy, they'll fuel the cells in your brain. So in Alzheimer's patients, these ketones are like key because that's probably why they call them ketones uh, because they're, they're basically what they're doing is for Alzheimer's is they're actually giving them uh, ketones. So my dad actually was on the right track. 
he's following Dr. Gundry. Dr. Gundry's like, Dr. Gundry says a couple things. Number one, he has this new food pyramid that basically shows the very bottom level is a greens. Okay, and the next level is don't eat anything for 12 hours. Like fast intermittently. Fast intermittently means for 12 hours, do not eat anything. And then the next level is, I believe, nuts, good nuts and stuff, nuts and fish. And then the next level is like carb. Okay, and then the very top level is like dairy. So, I mean, you see like his pyramid is almost completely opposite of the old food pyramid. And then the other thing he has is these uh, products called Vital Reds. And I always ask my dad, what are these things doing? Like, what do you what do you notice? And he never can tell me, but now I have to go tell him. Uh, let me tell you what these things you've been taking for six months are doing. These vital reds are ketones. They're not what naturally created by your body, which he could be doing if he was on a ketogenic diet, even a, even a low-carb, not strict ketogenic diet. But they're feeding him ketones, feeding his brain ketones, getting into the cells in his brain, and he has told me the number one thing since he's been taking the ketones, these Vital Red products. I'm not promoting Vital Red product. I'm telling you, you can do this with diet. The number one thing he's noticed is that his, he can remember more. And he was, he's always looking for these like homopathic things, which probably is, you know, dribbled down to me because I've always been like a homopathic. Haven't been to the doctor in over 10, 12 years. I'm sorry to say, I don't even have insurance right now. My kids are insured. But the point is, he's taken these vital reds. He didn't know what they do. He, the only thing he can tell me is that he remembers things better. And now I got to go tell him the reason is because the ketones are actually the one thing that no matter what your brain is deficient on, ketones get into the cells and they feed them. They wake them up and they make them, sh they make them fire. And when they're firing right, they're working. And when they're working right, you're remembering things. You're sharp. You're not foggy. So... This is groundbreaking stuff, but it, it makes me think that, so I've been on this diet, and I've pretty much decided I was going to go off it, and so now I'm basically going to be living, I mean, we all say we want to stay low-carb, low-sugar. Sugar is a whole other story. I'm not even going to talk about it. It's not that it's like the worst thing in the world, but I'm just saying if you eliminate sugar in your life, it's not going to hurt you. There is no bad effect of eliminating sugar. Your body does need fat, but you give it a lot of fat and a lot of carb, and basically it's creating tons of glucose and and tons of sugar, and your body can't process either one, so you're obviously going to store fat in your body. But this keto diet, my, my goal right now is to go on a version of the keto diet, so I'm not going to even call, call it keto diet, is just to eat low carb and actually do look at how much things are in carbs and kind of monitor that on a daily basis because if you are keeping around 150 carbs or less, you are kind of always keeping your body in a somewhat of a ketogenic state, which means your body's always creating lots of ketones, which means these ketones, regardless of your brain's ability to process glucose or not, ketones are getting up to your brain, more of them than ever before, right? Because your body's creating a bunch of them. And they're feeding your cells and they're creating more cognitive function. So there is, and so they're calling this diabetes type 3 because the brain's lacking the insulin to process the glucose to feed the cells. 
And that's why they're saying it's diabetes type three. It's like brain diabetes. And so they're doing, they, there, is, there is a lot of cures actually right now, but there are other things that, that create improved cognitive function. And we all know that that, may, that is getting at least eight hours sleep because there is something that happens in your brain when your brain is not able to process all the glucose that comes to it. Uh, what does it do with it? And so what happens is it creates this stuff called brain plaque. There's another name for it. It's like a protein something. And this brain plaque is like glucose that came up there, wasn't able to be processed because you didn't have the insulin to do it. So it basically just kind of stuck around. And it sticks around in the form of plaque, which is kind of the sticky stuff that sticks all in and around your brain. And that actually makes stuff like Alzheimer's worse, okay? Because now there's like this blockage keeping shit from like, getting from one point to another because it's like the plaque. And when you sleep for more than four hours, okay, so a lot of people have trouble sleeping and they only get like four hours of sleep and everyone's got all these reasons why sleep is good. But I'm going to tell you one reason why sleep is good because medically sleep at least eight hours, actually your brain, it, it breaks that um, plaque down. So the longer you sleep, of course, your body is repairing itself in all ways, all parts of your body, but one of the parts in your brain is actually breaking this plaque down. So you can improve brain function by just sleeping more, and people never tell you why, but that's one reason why. Actually, you're breaking the plaque off your brain when you're sleeping. And then, of course, another way to improve brain function, because this is the outcome of this Keto Part 2 podcast, which is extremely long now is the you know fasting so fasting at least 12 hours on and off and the other thing that improved brain function is eat a little bit more protein so we don't have to worry about that as bodybuilders but i'm just saying like when you're older older people over 55 who aren't doing anything regarding fitness and bodybuilding they do not eat enough protein and so they're kind of wasting away i mean like you think the average person over 55 who's always keeping low fat low sugar low this low they're just not eating enough protein. I mean, they maybe have like a chicken breast in a day. So that's like, what, 25 grams? And they should be having like 100. So I always tell someone who's a little bit older, you want to lose weight? Because you think, oh, my metabolism isn't working anymore. I'm just older and just this is what happens. No. You want to lose weight and you're over 55. Number one, check your amount of protein you're eating and add a protein shake right before bed. Now, you know, guys, that our coaches tell us to add a protein shake or some sort of protein or lean turkey or whatever right before bed because it keeps your metabolism working hard and long all throughout the night. So I tell this to people who are over 55. They want to lose weight. Add protein. Probably not getting enough protein. But um, another thing, improve brain cognitive functioning. Add coconut oil to your diet because coconut oil literally – creates more ketones in your body. So there is a study of this woman, and I can't remember her name because she and her husband are doctors. And this doctor died in 2016 of Alzheimer's, or he died, period, but he had Alzheimer's. And But before he died, the, for the whole two years before he died, his brain continually got better. His memory got better. And it's just that his time was to go. You know, his time was to die, but 
his brain function, and they documented everything. And so only thing she did, they were doctors of trying to find solutions to all. The only thing she did was added coconut oil to his oatmeal, to his lunch, and to his dinner throughout the day. And this coconut oil produced so many ketones in his body that ketones got to his brain, fed his cells, and basically improved his function. So this is some amazing stuff. And this is just, I just wanted to go off the deep end on this, on this podcast, because it is so interesting. I think everyone should consider if, you know, you're done bodybuilding and you're, because obviously we know when we're doing bodybuilding that we're on this low carb diet, but sometimes we don't know why exactly our coaches have us do certain things. It's to manipulate our body fat, to manipulate our body and the way we look and the way we process and the way we bodybuild. But what about when you're done and what are you going to eat? How are you going to eat to properly feed your body so that you are super healthy? You know, sometimes we don't know the reason behind all this stuff. And if you have any comments or you want to connect with me on social media, Cheryl Spangler Fit, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Cheryl Spangler Fit, just say hi to me and tell me something that you're doing right now to improve your brain cognitive function. And tell me something that I said that you don't like. I'm fine with that. I love to learn from people. And I'm going to do more of this because there's just so much to share. And this is what's happening. So there's a diabetes type three and it's in our brain and really no one even knows we could be in our thirties and forties and literally have symptoms and not even know it. But I have noticed that since I've been doing this low carb ketogenic diet, that I am like, I'm sharp as a tack. I am with it. And I'm not taking any ECA or extreme levels of caffeine or any kind of supplement whatsoever, whatsoever. I mean, I do, um, I do, I do absolutely love Titan Medical, and I love being monitored by the physician there. They're amazing. Oh, by the way, they're just now franchising, and it's like, phew. so I, I plan on going back on uh, testosterone and possibly doing ECA uh, because sometimes, like, we just want to be, like, on it for 12 hours straight. I mean, focus to be on belief, then grab the ECA. But otherwise, I have noticed some serious improvement in my ability to think clearly for a long period of time and no highs and lows from this low-carb ketogenic diet. And so it made me start investigating, what the heck is up with this? Like, I'm just eating a bunch of fat, but I want to know why. Anyway, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed this, and please comment. 34 minutes, oh my God, it's one of the longest podcasts I've had, but I hope that you're learning something and please, please come connect with me and share with me. And hey, don't forget, connect with me on Instagram, Cheryl Spangler Fit, and say hi.